What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hello, everybody. I'm so grateful to be here with you guys today. I have a lovely, short, sweet podcast episode today that I actually felt impressed to share. And I also noticed that another interview that I had set up for today was canceled. And I kind of think it was the way of things. So I think maybe the man upstairs, maybe the universe, somebody I think wants all of us to take this lesson to a deeper level, wherever it finds us today. Before I dive in with this glorious episode on postpartum vulnerability, which might not be what you expect me to talk about with this topic, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. So hang in there on that. I decided to read a client testimonial rather than a podcast testimonial um, today before we start. So this is from my client, Ellie, and she said, before finding Lizzie, I had just had my third baby and felt mentally out of control. I was completely overwhelmed most of my days. I was considering getting on depression medication, but didn't feel right about that yet. I participated in a free one-hour Zoom call that Lizzie gave and took vigorous notes. There was so much helpful, applicable, and relatable information, new thoughts. In such a short amount of time, I felt like I had a lifeline to help me pull myself out of the funk I was in. I shortly after hired Lizzie to be my coach. I have learned to challenge my thoughts, reflect on negative feelings, I have and trace to my own thoughts. This has been a game changer in my motherhood. To anyone feeling pulled or even guided to Lizzie and coaching, I highly recommend moving forward. Invest in yourself. I learned so much about how my thoughts, my past thoughts weren't serving me, challenging those thoughts and kicking them out of my brain. I still have moments of frustration, but I'm not sitting and dwelling in it. I not only feel more myself, but I, but a more empowered version of myself and it's wonderful. So Ellie, thank you so much for sharing that. And, um, to all my clients, I know many of you have left testimonials. You guys can at any time, whether you're my client or not, you can go to my website. It's just lizzielangston.com and go to my testimonials page and geek out on the testimonials. I actually have a bunch I need to update. I'm having my website girl do that for me within the next week or so. So there will be more to come for those of you or clients. If you don't see your testimonials up there, I probably, cause I like secretly read them every night and I'm just kidding, but I have gotten teary over a few of them. You guys, thank you so much. And I will be getting the website updated coming soon. All right, let's dive into today's topic. So vulnerability. Brene Brown, if you haven't heard that name, um, she is a shame and vulnerability researcher and also amazing storyteller. And frankly, I think half comedian too. And this episode isn't exactly about her. I just wanted to refer to her. If you haven't checked her out, definitely do so. But she teaches that vulnerability is essential to connection in all of her research, right? She's learned that connection, then I'm going to take this a step further, right? With your postpartum and depression wise and anxiety wise, 
What I have seen as a postpartum depression researcher of sorts is that connection is vital to healing from postpartum depressiveness and specifically connection with yourself is preemptive to the deepest levels of healing and resilience postpartum and into the rest of your life. So today I particularly want to talk about vulnerability with yourself. So what is being vulnerable with yourself? What does that even look like? What would that look like? Maybe you're having some ideas come to mind. Maybe you're drawing a blank. Here are some examples that maybe you you might not have considered, but admitting to yourself that you cannot control your anger is vulnerable, right? The moment you stop telling yourself that it's your kids and maybe you need help, maybe, maybe you just want help. You find you're not able to control your anger or your anxiety or anything like that. Um, researching depression symptoms and opening yourself to the idea that you might be depressed postpartum is vulnerable. When you've been a longtime worrier or very particular about your house is cleaned and being open to the idea that you might be experiencing anxiety or OCD, postpartum OCD, postpartum anxiety, that can be vulnerable. Admitting or opening yourself to the idea that you might not be able to do this on your own like you thought you could. This is harder than you thought. Admitting that you are not fulfilled in your motherhood is vulnerable. Honesty with yourself is super vulnerable, you guys. And postpartum, and especially within um, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, where we have a very specific idea of what our motherhood should look like. Like in any church, I feel like there's the doctrine and then there's the culture that we kind of create as members of the church itself. And so, um, admitting something to yourself that you feel like goes against an expectation you had in mind for yourself is vulnerable. So admitting you're not fulfilled in motherhood, admitting to yourself that you're not enjoying your marriage or that you're not feeling connection there or that you're not liking your husband right now, admitting that you could lose any of the loved ones in your life at any time. I think just being alive is vulnerable. There's so many things we're not in control of, right? And so postpartum kind of pulling our head up and our awareness up from the day-to-day grind and being like, you know what? I'm not happy. You know what? I can't handle this. I, I can't do this on my own. You know what? I need help. These things are vulnerable. These are vulnerable statements. Vulnerability with yourself means full, honest, and authentic to being your truest and most natural self. So vulnerability with yourself is preemptive to becoming and being natural Um, and aligned with who you really are and authentic. So I think a lot of us kind of in high school, we can remember how we would go to parties or do the things, but secretly inside we're like, this doesn't feel good. I don't even like this music. I don't want to be here. I think these people are scary, right? Like in high school, but sometimes that stuff carries over into our new roles in adulthood, like motherhood, for example. Sometimes we do the play dates. We quit our full-time job to be a full-time stay-at-home mom, or we stop going to school to, to motherhood. And for whatever our reasons were at the time making those decisions, sometimes afterwards, very, it's very vulnerable to say, I don't want to be here. Like I thought I did. And I don't right. Admitting that we were wrong or that what we want has changed or that like, we actually weren't being honest with ourselves when we first started motherhood and like just swallowing that, like, even if you don't tell anybody else, that's vulnerable self-work right there. And like I said, my promise is that as you're willing to be vulnerable postpartum with yourself and in your motherhood, 
and with your body's energy limits and saying, you know what, I need to rest. Like that's vulnerable to give in to fatigue and to let yourself rest and be tired and slow down. But as we do that, we gain a deeper connection with ourselves and we can then see the work we need to do to get to the life we want to have. So I call what my clients are going through with me as the river of misery. So when you get on a consult with me, you have a vision of where you want to be and you have the brokenness of where you are and the pain of where you are and the discomfort and the discontent and the um, just struggle of where you are. And you have this beautiful life you want to live. Maybe you want to just play at your kid's level and be more playful with them. Maybe you want to have more passion in your marriage. Maybe you want that one relationship in your life, not to have power or control over you anymore. Maybe you want to stop yelling with your kids, whatever that vision is. Maybe you want to build a business or an empire of sorts, and you have a big vision of what you want to do in the world. And you're here (laughs) postpartum hot mess, right? Whatever, whatever, whatever. And so what my clients do and what frankly, anybody has to do, even if they don't get coaching, like any of us, between where we are and where we want to be, there's always what like us life coaches like to call the river of misery. And the river of misery is what's required to go through to get to where you want to be. And it's hard. It's, it's the pain and the discomfort of transformation and changing your life and breaking habits and confronting yourself, right? In coaching, we're very confronting. It's very vulnerable, right? And being vulnerable with yourself, But it also leads to deeper connection, more authenticity, more clarity, more vision and growth and becoming, um, sometimes it feels faster. I don't know that it actually is faster, but it just, I think what it is, is it's like your becoming is more in your control and you're doing it on purpose in the areas you choose by choice when you hire me to be your postpartum coach. Right? So you're probably listening to this and being like, yes, like, I mean, if I know anything about you guys as my listeners, you guys want, you crave, you crave that vision that you have. Like you want to get in touch with that future self and that place you want to go in your life. And you're very drawn to truth and to mentors and people in your life that can get you there. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And so maybe one question you want to look at and one thing I want to offer you and kind of think about as a strategy for you to get there is to think about why aren't we vulnerable with ourselves? This might be important, right? Why wouldn't we, if, if vulnerability is going to give us all this amazing connection and clarity and move us forward in our lives. And if we're going to feel deeper relationships and if we're going to feel more power within our own selves, as we're vulnerable with ourselves and others, more authenticity, all these great things. Like why wouldn't we do that? And so here's what I've noticed within myself and either consults or clients. Um, but really we're all the same. It's like all the same stuff. It's like, we're afraid to rock the boat of our marriage. Like maybe our husband won't, won't, won't approve, right. In our marriages, we're always doing a dance. We have a dance that we know. And so when a wife decides, Hey, I don't want to be like this anymore. I want to try something else. I want to get help. I want to, um, stop complaining about my mother-in-law. I want to stop yelling at the kids. I want to stop giving you the cold shoulder when you want sex, right? Like when we decide we want to make a change, there's a new dance in the marriage. Even if it's a good change, it's still new and our brains are have a preference for familiarity. 
another reason we kind of don't want to be vulnerable and to really like step into, um, the river of misery to get to where we want to go and just like really intentionally create that life we want to is it might mean that we have to do something new. Like for example, postpartum getting on antidepressants or going into our doctor's office, not for a checkup, but because like, we just want to talk to someone about what's happening in our mental health. It might mean, like I said, that we have to make changes in, um, for example, hiring a babysitter a couple times a week, right? One of my clients, a few of my clients right now, are in this phase where they're really trying to figure out their own worth and really feel that for themselves. Like logically they know that they're worthy and they want to feel that in their body. And they also want to start like taking time to be with themselves and really, um, intentionally create a relationship with themselves when for most of their lives, they've been trying to people please and give and help others feel good. And so in doing that, yeah, they're spending more time or more money than they ever have on themselves and it can feel really uncomfortable. So that's another reason that sometimes we just tell ourselves, no, we're good. My life's good. It's okay. It's fine because otherwise we might have to make some changes. Right. And, um, another, another one is it might mean we have work to do. I know this is definitely what I felt. And frankly, a lot of people don't want to do this work, but we might realize, man, we have a lot of work to do, but Again, here's what I know about you, my friend and my listener, is I know that you don't want a surface level life. I know that you're willing to feel the vulnerability that can sometimes feel so excruciating and searing. You know, you're willing to brave the honesty if it means a deeper life that you absolutely are in love with. Like I feel like I have created through coaching, through being willing to go through my river of misery, um, and reprogramming my marriage. And it's, it's a process that goes on forever, but there is like that initial turning point. You're like working against the current of your past life to turn that boat around and start going upstream and you have to build new muscle, right? And you have to, um, be very determined. And so, um, I want to invite you if that's you like book a consult with me, let's talk. Um, but I know you guys want to feel connected to yourself. You want to feel connected to your husband. You want to feel connected to your kids and you want to have a sense of purpose. And you're like, how do I balance it all? But you're willing to figure it out along the way. And you're willing to try because you just want it. That vision is like almost birthed inside of you. It's almost like it was placed in us from the pre-mortal existence, like before we were even born on this earth. And I want to tell you that really being vulnerable with yourself is the first step to that new you or that place you want to go in your life. It's the first step to healing right now, postpartum. Maybe you can't exactly focus very clearly on the vision of the life you want to have. Maybe you're so deep in your depression right now, like I was and your anxiety and the burnout and the just total disconnection and numbness that you are like, okay, this sounds great, but like, I just need to get through the day. And if that's the case, I also want you to hear the same message honesty with yourself. Honesty is vulnerability. And when you are willing to be honest with yourself, my friend, you are going to be in a stronger position immediately because that is connection with yourself and connection with yourself is going to give you resilience postpartum. So we need to stop lying to ourselves about how happy we really are or are not. Let's get brave and be honest. It doesn't mean you'll feel that way forever. Like if you're honest, I think sometimes we're afraid that if we're honest about like, for example, I was really afraid to admit that I wasn't very fulfilled in motherhood only. Like I was for a while and then it kind of faded and I was like ready, kind of bored and lonely and ready to do something else. And like, even saying that right now, my past self is like, Oh, Lizzie, how could you say that to us? (laughs) But like, 
I don't make it mean anything about how good of a mom I am, how much of a disciple I am. I just make it mean like the cookie cutter motherhood that I grew up thinking was the way actually isn't like, I've actually just kind of changed the way I look at it. And I'm like, Oh, there's no problem. Actually. It's not like a sin to want to do other things as a mom by choice. And I struggled with that. I had so much shame about that. And so I hid it from myself. I didn't let myself see my own misery. I didn't want to see it. I wasn't prepared to feel all that shame, but if you can preemptively kind of ahead of the game, before you step into this vulnerability, just promise yourself that you won't judge yourself for what's real for you. If you can promise that, then I have three ways that you can start to dip into vulnerability, which will help you get a big few steps closer to the life you really want and to the motherhood, marriage, and relationship with yourself, personality, calling that you really want to get in touch with. So the first of three ways is number one, be willing to feel anything. Have you ever thought about this? Like how many things have you chosen not to do in life? And when you think about like not doing those things, the reason is just something you didn't want to feel. I'm going to give you a hint here and just tell you everything as humans, everything we do or don't do is based off of how we think it will make us feel at least in the beginning until we gain more of awareness of what we do with our feelings. So here's an example of that. I don't want to go skydiving. Like I'm very aversive. What's the word? Like it's like, no, it's a no. And my husband's already gone a couple of times. He's like, we should go one day together. I'm like, no, 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 no. And if I think about it, the only reason really, I mean, besides physical pain, like as far as emotionally is just the massive, 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 massive fear that I know I would feel. Could I get coaching on that fear? Absolutely. And could I like bring it down and probably get to the place where I even see benefits of skydiving and I even want to, and I get excited about it. Absolutely. Do I care to do that work right now? No, (laughs) but maybe one day I will. Um, but that's one example. Like it's comes down to fear. I'll give you another example. I want to move to France and for a little while, I wasn't willing to do that. I was like talking myself out of it. I was telling myself, no, I don't want to live internationally. And the reason was because I had fear. And so it's interesting, like you might not even realize that the reason you're trying to talk yourself out of something is because you're actually afraid, but that that's all it is. It's just fear. Isn't that amazing? It's, or, or not necessarily fear. Maybe it could be shame. Like for example, I didn't want to feel the shame that I would feel if I told myself that I wasn't enjoying motherhood or that I didn't want to be a full-time mom because, um, I was going to make that mean. And I had built in beliefs and programming in my brain already that, um, I hadn't even taken out and looked at that, like motherhood, the best moms are full-time moms and stay at home moms. Like I kind of used to think that I kind of used to think that the quality of my time with my kids was dependent upon the quantity. And if I didn't have enough quantity, um, of time with my kids, like hours in the day, then I wouldn't have a quality motherhood and we wouldn't have a quality relationship. I've since learned that that's not true, but do you see how sometimes just one big emotion can be the difference between us saying yes or us saying no. So If you're willing to feel anything, you have so much more power to make choices in your life. So this week, I want you to pay attention. This is, again, this is point number one, pay attention to your emotions this week. Notice what you do with them. This is the first step to being able to feel anything 
is noticing what you're currently doing. You can't make a change until you see what you have to work with. So just take an inventory. I want you to, for like seven days, really be focused or even just one day would be fascinating. Like just one day focus on what do you do with your emotions during the day? Do you tell yourself you don't have time to feel it? Do you eat and snack your emotions away? Do you blame your emotions on your kids or your husband? What do you do? For me, it was watching Downton Abbey for lots of hours when I was depressive. Okay. And so once you've observed a lot, the next step I'm not going to mention here is processing emotions. And you can go listen to episode 42, I believe it is, um, on, on this podcast, processing emotions. But yeah, point number one to take that vulnerability and really open yourself to it for the changes you want to make is being willing to feel anything. Number two, point number two is take time to hear yourself. You can't connect with yourself if you can't hear yourself. You can't connect with someone that you can't hear. I shouldn't say can't. I guess you could just see somebody and the look in their eyes. You can just connect with them, right? Just like we connect with a baby. But even then, at least seeing them, right? So hear yourself, see yourself. Like I like to look in the mirror and just touch my cheeks, like touch yourself and feel the hand, your hand on your face, like be somebody to yourself. Take quiet moments under a tree in your yard or at the park while your kids play and get in the zone of your truest thoughts. And here's a couple prompts for you as you take a moment with pen and paper, and then I'll go to point number three. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So as you're journaling to get to know yourself and be vulnerable with yourself, ask yourself, how are, how am I feeling in my life right now? Am I content? Why or why not? Where am I on a scale of one to 10? If 10 is my life is everything I've ever wanted it to be. It's like, I couldn't ask for more. It's so perfect. And one is the farthest from what I ever wanted. It's not at all what I want. Where are you on a scale of one to 10 with your life postpartum right now? What do you think you need right now? While you're doing this, notice if your brain wants to offer invalidating statements, like you should be more grateful, or you shouldn't feel this way because this person over here is still trying to get pregnant. Like you are not allowed to feel this way about having all these kids or don't you dare complain. You got yourself into this, like notice all those invalidating statements and put them aside because that does not create safety. And then you won't be able to reach vulnerability. So definitely, definitely a skill of being vulnerable with yourself is putting those statements aside, those criticizing phrases. And that's why coaching is so powerful is because I am not judging you, right? You're paying me to stay neutral. You're paying me. I don't even have opinions. Like it's just, I'm neutrally listening and holding the space for you to reflect yourself to you and to get vulnerable with you. And then the third point in being vulnerable with yourself is to believe. Did you know that believing in something that hasn't happened yet is actually a bit vulnerable? If you think about it, dreaming and believing I've done this my whole life. And in fact, my husband has too. And as dual entrepreneurs that are both fully self-employed at the moment, this is something that is kind of different for us that some people or many people are not willing to do, but 
as you hear this episode, you might be like, I want to though. I want to be vulnerable. Not saying you like want to be an entrepreneur, but wanting to actually have the will and the faith. I really think it comes down to like faith in God that he's okay with you asking for more. He's okay with you dreaming and believing. So that's the third exercise I want you to do is practice dreaming and wanting and believing in the life that you want. Even if it's just like not being angry in your motherhood, like even if it's just one small thing, whatever feels big and scary and hard and just really taking over, you know, just like that stumbling block in your life that feels like you can't figure it out. I want you to take time to really dream about you having figured it out. And that is a practice in vulnerability with yourself. Postpartum is such a marvelous time to do this. When your life has slowed down a bit with the new baby, you've taken a step back from maybe some of the daily regular life stuff, at least for a little bit. And I dare you to get clear and to let yourself just want and ask for more. Did you know you can want to feel better or want to have more, not from a greedy place, but from a place of gratitude and humility. Wanting more is not opposite of being grateful for what you have. Not at all. And finally, this leads me to coaching and the role that coaching plays in all of this. People who are vulnerable or who want to be vulnerable, maybe as you listen to this episode, it strikes a chord in you. Like we may not get it right all the time. Okay. You guys, sorry. (laughs) My kids are home. They just got home from the park with my hubby and they're like just playing in the front room and a little bit, you could probably hear some of it. I'm sorry. So if that's happening, just know it's just my family tune it out. (laughs) Us moms, we're so good at tuning it out, right? When we need to. It's sad, but true. People who are vulnerable or who want to be vulnerable, like I said, we may not get it right all the time, but they seek truth. Like we seek truth and we want to grow. And my coaching is for those postpartum moms who choose to be and really want to get to the point where they can be vulnerable with themselves. They're willing to do that. Literally, when you sign up for coaching with me, you are literally signing up to be vulnerable with yourself and with me. But like I said before, I hold space. I'm not making judgments at all. And so really it's like, I see things and I I show you them and they were in your brain and you didn't even know it. And that is vulnerable, right? And shifting where you place responsibility. Most of the time in coaching, when people start And you probably already know this, what you're doing is you're putting responsibility on other people in your life. Coaching is when you're sick of doing that. And you're like, no, I want to take responsibility. I don't want to keep waiting on other people or expecting other people or telling other people that they, they need to do this or thinking that they should and being disappointed over and over. I want to take my life into my own hands and that's vulnerable, right? But it's also powerful. So vulnerability is power as well. And, um, coaching does that coaching capitalizes on the best parts of vulnerability so that you are more prepared to be the you that you want to be and you have faster clarity and growth. It's amazing. Okay. So I wanted to sort of like end this episode with a quote from Brene Brown, who happens to be a vulnerability and shame expert. And I just think she's such a fun Texan. She's just so fun. Like if you watch Netflix, go check that out. Um, but This one inspires me and I hope that it, this quote, and I hope it inspires you to get on a call with me if you've been thinking about it or do that next brave thing as Anna would say (laughs) from frozen to the next right thing. You're welcome. So this quotes from Brene Brown. She says, I want to be in the arena. I want to be brave with my life. 
when we make the choice to dare greatly, or I'm going to put in, be vulnerable with ourselves, we sign up to get our asses kicked. We can choose courage or we can choose comfort, but we can't have both. Not at the same time. Let me say that again. We can choose courage or we can choose comfort, but we can't have both. Not at the same time. I know you moms and you want what you want more than you want to be comfortable. And you have to want to cross the river of misery and create the life you want to have on the other side of it. You have to want that other, the, the, the beautiful Island, whatever, you know, you want to, you want, you have to want those results and that change that you want to create. You have to want that more than you want the comfort of where you are now. That's really what it comes down to. So if you are ready to change, make a change, if you're ready to stop waiting and stop, um, struggling with the same stuff. If you're ready to take your health, your mental wellness and your anxiety into your own hands and your motherhood and your experience of your life and your motherhood and your marriage into your own hands and your faith, I want to invite you to book a free consult with me. It's a free 60 minutes for my coaching. And we can get started talking about first, you're going to blow your own mind healing from your own postpartum depression. You're going to overcome the things that feel the biggest and hardest to you right now, right up front, you will heal. And then you'll nip that anxiety in the bud too. And then you'll go on to renovate and reconstruct your motherhood and marriage. And this doesn't all happen like sequentially, but it all eventually kind of finishes and completes out. And it's a lifetime work, right? But this is kind of what the continuum I see my clients go through. And by the time we are finishing, you'll be filled with purpose and ready to make your mark on this world, or at least just explore what that is because you won't be buried under a life that you aren't loving, but not being able to change it. Right? So the first step is honesty with yourself. There's no shame in feeling like you can't do this alone. And there's no shame in not loving where you are. So I'm here for you. I'll see you on your console. We'll talk next week. You guys. Bye-bye. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. It's really easy for me. So if you're ready to feel better, I know the way. Let's chat on the phone. Set up a time by going to lizzylangston.com forward slash consult. It's pretty simple and I will be calling you soon. how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator